0: Welcome to the Regenerate Podcast, exploring the regenerative movement in all aspects of life to revitalize, restore, and re-energize for a better world. I'm your host, Jenna. So stoked to have you here. Let's regenerate together. All right, welcome to another episode of the Regenerate podcast. I am so inspired to have um, our guest today, uh, someone I've only recently been introduced to and dove into a lot of her work, um, as I mentioned in in the intro, just before we hopped on. So welcome, Azra Saeed, to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to to dive into some topics um, today. Uh, this season of my podcast is really focused on food sovereignty, um, and how I really got into this work was understanding, you know, soil health and the importance of growing nutrient-dense foods, and that really led me into, um, you know, the the big web of, of our global food system and what's really, what's really going on. So um, before we dive into that, though, um, I have, you know, told our audience a little bit about who you are and the organizations you work with, but um, tell me a little bit more about, like, you and kind of how you got to where you are today?
1: Um, well, if you really want to know that I actually, the same thing happened to me. I'm a pharmacist by training. And uh, I then I did my PhD in those days, the World Trade Organization was being formed, the WTO. And my PhD was on the TRIPS agreement. The TRIPS agreement is what controls uh, patents over seeds, over medicines and so on. And so as I started you know, looking into it, I, because patents are very, very problematic for people in the third world, We, as you can see, it is playing out right now with the vaccines not being available and the rich countries basically holding it up and the poor countries are unable to purchase uh, whatever is needed, not only the vaccines, but this is the story everywhere. And um, so when I look, started looking at that, I realized the even more problematic issue is is of seeds, because seeds are living organisms and they are saying that seeds are patented by these big corporations. And so um, it became a very political thing uh, for me and for many of us who were involved in trying to figure out what the WTO means to the third world. and. Uh, from there it it, because it's it's not a uh it's not you cannot be reductionist in how we look at the world it's a seed is is it seems it's a small thing but you know seed is life if you have no seed you have no food and uh, this is what the corporations are after they have literally patented every darn thing and they are trying to make it uh uh even worse because uh they have now uh, introduced genetically modified seeds, which are just, it's a horrendous, you know, it is, uh, con- uh, it is contamination of the germplasm, and they are, nobody can stop them at this point. Um, and so, in Asia, uh, very quickly, there was a huge movement, right? there is even to this day, that we will not allow the WTO to enter the agriculture sector. So that has been a very firm stand um, of many, many, many organizations in Asia. And I was one of them. And uh, I think because there was such a huge movement, there was a great solidarity. And uh, that's where I am. I work with many organizations uh, in solidarity to uh, save our seeds, to save our foods, to save our (coughs) planet. So that's,
0: that's where I am. Yeah, wow. And what's so important, you know, we talk about food sovereignty, there's so many elements to it. And um, the seeds piece is, is such a huge one that our, people aren't aware of. And so, from your point of view, you know, what, what is food sovereignty? Like, what are some of these pillars that are, are involved in food sovereignty?
1: See, first of all, food sovereignty is based on a set of principles. Um, we actually, uh, Ebon International, in, in the 1990s, uh, I think, came out with a, with a very, very um, detailed understanding of what food sovereignty is. So it is a set of principles, number one. First principle, of course, that it is right to food. Nobody can deny anybody the right to food. But it is not only the right to food, it is also the right to grow our own food. Because what the IMF and the World Bank and all these corporations are saying, what are you worried about? We can grow food for you. Well, we don't want to eat what you grow. So so it is, first of all, the right to uh, have adequate nutritious food. It is the right to grow adequate nutritious food. It is uh, the right to decent livelihood. Um, And it is the right to fight. We, our, our most critical agenda is that we have the right to fight for the kind of food systems we want um, and the corporations. And our, even our governments, all of our governments are hand in hand with these corporations. You cannot tell us how a small farmer can grow his, or she can grow her own food. So those are the principles. And then, you know, we have, uh, from there, we also have that food sovereignty is a platform. Uh, why is it a platform? Because everybody, everybody on this earth has to eat. And it's a single platform where the entire world can come together and demand justice for not only the world, for the people, but for the planet. Because the planet is now, is, is in very bad shape. We all know that, I don't want, I don't need to elaborate on that at all. So, um, so then it becomes a platform for uh, creating awareness, more than awareness, creating a, a platform from where we can stand up and say uh, we are not having this and get off. And you can see uh, the you are a Canadian, you've never met me, possibly me we'll never meet each other, but there is extreme solidarity across the world
0: on these issues. Yeah, absolutely, and and how I you know got introduced to you was through you know a growing culture hosting this forum, and you were speaking about the this upcoming United Nations Food Summit, um, and the importance of of having a voice at that table and. Um, some of your concerns around what may be, you know, certain agendas that are, are potentially playing out. So we'd love for you to kind of elaborate on that. Um, I know you only had a minute or two at the at the forum to speak. Um, and I'm very curious to learn more around what could be playing out at this uh, upcoming food summit.
1: I mean, it's, uh, it's nothing new, because this is what they've been doing now for, um, we believe this has been going on actually since the Green Revolution. Um, are you aware of the Green Revolution?
0: A little bit. With like, I, I'm familiar with Agra a little bit, um, and uh-huh. obviously, you know, way back uh, introducing you know the chemicals and, and stuff right, into our right. Right so. right.
1: so in the 1960s, you know, first of all, when, and let me start. In the 1960s, the uh, Rockefeller and Ford Foundation. Uh, started uh, telling everybody that uh, let us not have the red revolution, let us have the green revolution. So the red revolution was because China had uh, become uh, communist and uh, they had uh, firmly said that we will go for land distribution. Now land is a very, very uh, coveted property property of landlords, especially in Asia, where we have huge feudal lords. Uh, They may have like thousands and thousands of acres of land, one person, and millions with no land at all. Uh, So when Green Revolution came, those people who had uh, big tracts of land really became very rich because the Green Revolution seeds uh, doubled the production, literally more than doubled the production. Um, So it was thought to be an amazing uh, technology. But very soon, if you remember in the 1970s, there was a book called The Silent Spring. And The Silent Spring uh, was the first marker that something is very, very wrong because uh, small insects, bees, all of that was dying out and we were polluting our land. So it started from there. Then in 1995, they created the WTO. And that was really so, I think it was one of the most uh, devilish institutions that were created. And uh, the WTO has the trips agreement, the agreement on agriculture, the SPS sanitary, phytosanitary agreements and a whole range of them. And uh, all of them are politically motivated by capitalism. So the context is uh, you people are now no more colonies, but we will find methods to keep control over your resources. And that's exactly what it is. Um, so the WT was created, all those agreements came in force, and thankfully that initiated also a very strong movement, as I just said. Now, this is a fresh attack, you see, because um, I think maybe most probably because of the COVID-19 and the governments are, uh, <coughs> evaluating what is happening, uh, they may be thinking um, that, excuse me a moment, they may be thinking that uh, people will become now more uh, protectionist, right? And so they they have been now uh, relaunching a very hard attack on um, that there should be no going back to closing off agricultural trade. Just after COVID-19, there was this concept being floated that food sovereignty uh, is actually very critical because no, uh, nothing was leaving borders, nothing was coming through borders and if people did not have their own food, they were dead. And so that feeling and it has already shown us very clearly you have to grow your own food. How can you leave your food to somebody else? Uh, and so the corporations <coughs> in the The corporation and the SDGs, yeah, you know, and SDGs, the sustainable development goals, right? There also, they had played a card, and uh, most of the agreements, uh, most of the 17 goals are in a way co opted. If you go through those, those goals meet nothing. And so in Asia, we have always said, we don't want SDGs, we want development justice. You no? Know? And so the development justice is about distributional justice. It's about accountability, it's people's voices, it's uh, women and children, <coughs> social justice. So uh, <coughs> after the 2015 uh, STGs. this is a fresh attack. <coughs> they really want to uh, <coughs> maintain that, uh, Corporations will now deliver everything. They have changed, especially with digitalization. I think one of the most crucial issues now is digitalization in agriculture. Um, they have made they have made changes into our laws so that we uh, uh, the farmers can now sell on e platforms. I mean that is really silly because millions and millions and millions of people in Africa, Asia, Latin America. Don't know how to use e uh, technology. In the villages, the e technology is very difficult to reach. Lastly, I mean, they don't grow so much that they will be selling on the market. They grow little amounts and they grow it for themselves, and they would rather trade inside the country, inside their own, even inside own markets. Only the corporations want digital, right? So, why does the whole law of the wor- world have to be changed to suit the bloody TNCs? Pre- Uh, So digital technology is one of the biggest issues. Genetic engineering is second because genetic engineering, so much, uh, uh, such a strong sentiment stands against GMs even now that they are finding it hard to market GM stuff. Those two. And then um, there is uh, an acute, because as capitalism is sliding down, capitalism is having a very difficult time surviving at this point. So there is more and more land grabbing happening. Uh, With climate change, uh, our productivity is going down very quickly across the world. You know, what happened in uh, Europe just now, one of the worst floods happened there. Um, (coughs) uh, India and China also were hit very badly this week. So with uh, increased climate change, are losing crops. Every year in Pakistan at least 10% of crops are lost due to some area being hit by climate change and the uh, corporations know that with scarcity of food the prices will go up and so they want to control production themselves. Uh, Now food is not considered a utility, it is now considered a very big commodity for profit. Mm. And so, that is why uh, they are after land, they are after seeds, they're also after animals. You know, the the, the next uh, big one that is coming is, is to uh, patent animals. And um, for that, in Pakistan, already there is, we are already, uh, especially my organization, we have started a very big campaign against, uh, uh, what do you call it, packaged milk. Because in Pakistan and many of our countries, we do not have packaged milk at all. We have fresh milk in the market. The corporations hold only 5% of the milk market, whereas we have small farmers have 95% of the market at this point, which is great, you know. Now they cannot stand this. So now they have uh, made changes to our uh, regulations through Codex Elementarius that is uh, part of the FAO Group and um, they have said that all all products dealing with animals and plant material have to have certain standards. So (coughs) that is the problem. Uh, They really are going literally like with a comb, figuring out what area has been left and which they have not as yet uh, taken over. And that is one of the reasons why uh, this is happening. Another reason I think maybe another uh, I will stop is micronutrients. Uh, what has happened, uh, Jenna, over the years is that due to so much fertilizer being dumped on our soil, the production, whatever we produce is not healthy. And um, with the indigenous seeds, the seeds grow down, go, go down in the soil and they are able to extract the nutrients from the soil itself. But the green revolution seeds spread out uh, horizontally. They don't go down. Why? Because we already give them food on the surface. The, D- the DAP, the urea, the fertilizers. That is food for the seeds right there on top of the earth. So they don't go down. They just take the food from there and so- In essence, then all micronutrients are lost. Whatever we eat does not have micronutrients in it. And and the food that is now we are eating is extremely deficient in micronutrients. What these corporations have done is now take wheat, for instance, when you uh, grind wheat into flour, you add um, micronutrients externally. And then ha- that is how you get. And that's a big multi-billion dollar project, which the corporations also hold. So I, there are one after the other. There are so many examples that I can give you, but maybe I'll stop you.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's so fascinating once you start to, to learn about it and kind of all these different players that are involved. And I know I've heard you speak about, like, for example, yeah, like nutrient density and And there's like this narrative that will go on saying, you know, we need to feed these people. Um, And they just end up growing really crappy food and it's kind of supported by different aid groups and philanthropic groups. And it's all, they're all connected. Um, And like, am I wrong to say that? Like, it seems like it's this system where they have all these different players creating this really dysfunctional model.
1: We're not wrong at all. Um, There are all uh, types of corporations, the seed corporations, the fertilizer corporations, the machinery corporations, the e-digital corporations, the micronutrients, there are so many different huge corporations. And um, you have to really dig deep to even get to them, you know, because on the surface it will seem it is passive. But once you start digging in, you find it's not passive, it's somebody else. And so they keep layers of their identity. Uh, and, And the big corporations, like for instance, there are five tracks right in the UN FSS system. They have five tracks. And each track is being led by one, by multiple huge corporations. Why are the corporations running a food system summit? Are they the producers? And why are the farmers not being asked what is going on? They have no right to determine on our behalf. And then they tell us we are poor. Yes, we are poor because you keep taking things away from our markets. You keep dumping all sorts of nasty stuff on our markets. We are not poor because we don't work. We are poor because you are exploiting us. And uh, nonsense that they feed us. They don't feed us. All eight, all eight coming from usaid from canada from europe from australia is hinged on uh, helping their corporations really it is terrible
0: yeah absolutely and and i've heard you speak about, about you know biodiversity and really you know all these different parts of the world are so biodiverse that it's like we can really we, we are totally able to, to feed ourselves and, and, you know, grow all the amazing food and live in, like, abundance, but all that is taken away, <laughs> you know?
1: Exactly, and very bad
0: quality stuff is thrown onto the markets.
1: And it's, it's just scary, you know, because if we don't have seeds left, how are we going to grow anything? Because the corporate seed only grows once, for one harvest and the next year you have to buy it again whereas the indigenous seeds which were there before green revolution you can store them every year year after year for millions of years people have stored seed and it has continued but now they keep telling us that's low quality What nonsense you know what absolute nonsense people have lived for so many millennia it could we have survived if it had been low quality They say the same thing about milk, that this milk is low quality. As if, if, if it was left to them, our people would starve to death. They'd never care who has eaten, who has not eaten. And who are they to tell us what is good quality or bad quality? This is for us to decide on our own
0: hmm absolutely and yeah and so many uh, I really feel like the younger generation is really starting to 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 wake up to this and, and you know there's so much wisdom from like our older generations to pass on this knowledge around seeds you know like how important it is to have our own seeds how important it is to grow our own food um so as, as horrible as you know what's really going on out there you know there's definitely hope um for for a lot of us that are you know trying to get this information out there. And so kind of shifting, you know what, it, what are some of the projects you're involved in or some of the progress you've seen um, with reclaiming some food sovereignty and, and kind of how do you see us moving moving forward?
1: I think um, in 1996, uh, six, right after the formation of the WTO, uh, there was a strong movement and, um, uh, with the small farmers and the landless farmers. And uh, in those first few years across Asia, we uh, literally organized nearly every country on uh, uh, on the lines of food sovereignty in Asia. And it has really um, uh, uh, given fruit because now many farmers are now saving their own seed. This was really something which was not happening after the Green Revolution, because everybody thought that the Green Revolution seeds are really wonderful. And with the formation of the WTO, the really monstrous uh, 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 conduct of the corporations, especially the United States, came out very clearly. And so um, now there are women groups who are organized across Asia and also in other parts of the world, but I will only speak to Asia because I really know Asia more. Um, so we have uh, very excellent, we have excellent uh, movements and organizations now working full time to make sure that people save uh, their seed and uh, that we grow our own food. And uh, we have that this realization is becoming now more and more common that do not eat food which has been sprayed sprayed upon, which has been uh, pesticide uh, grown. You know. So that is very, very good. There is still a long way to go, but I think COVID-19 was also a slap in the face of especially these corporations. And so they have become more um, anxious. You can see the anxiety level of their, uh, to hold a UN food summit without the people. It is really crazy. And for the UN to do that. Um, So I think we are going uh, much, much faster and, and this, this technology really has given us the the ability to um, to unite across borders, you know, across continents. And uh, I am very hopeful because I think the young generation uh, is more pragmatic and is, uh, is not so fascinated uh, as maybe our generation because we were the first few ones to be to see so much technology, you know. But now for you guys, uh, technology is something which is very common. Um, and I, I just hope that the, the European movements and the Canadian, the Americans, the people from these areas stand up. Yeah? But the propaganda at the, at the country level, in the first, the rich countries, the propaganda by the government is very, very difficult to uh, cut through and i think uh, the challenge remains that uh, north america canadian borders americans these people stand up and say we are not having these corporations milk us you know into death
0: yeah no absolutely and and again you know there's such this connection to the environment as well and so many of us are <laughs> Our, you know, the younger generation is so, you know, passionate around our, our environment and the food system ties right in. Right. And, and so, um, you know for those like i actually started you know caring more about you know its impact on the soil and but you'd see this direct correlation to we're all connected to to this this food system at the end of the day and yeah none of us want to be connected to an agenda that that is you know trying to destroy the land and destroy the resources and you know keep people in this level of uh, you know poverty and suppression so It's, uh, you know, I, I, am definitely hopeful. There's, there's definitely a lot of work to be done. And I'm, I'm so grateful for people like you that are, you know, digging into these like deeper truths that need to be heard. Um, it can be a lot to, to digest, you know, certain, you know, certain leaders or or corporations that you maybe once trusted that are, you know, doing not so great things. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful for you. And, you know, as we kind of close off, um, I've heard you kind of, yeah, again, like talk about unity and, um, you know, we're often given a lot of these labels and, you know, what, what would be your kind of your message around, you know, kind of coming together, um, you know, and moving forward with a more food sovereign, you know, space? I think
1: my message is, um, which is true for forever, is that uh, the land, the seed, the resources belong to the people. And it is their right to decide how they want to use their resources. And uh, in the name of sovereignty, in the name of people's liberty, we want corporations to leave. And we will look after our own resources. And that is true for every every drop of land in this this earth. Um, We can produce ourselves. We can provide the world with healthy food. We can bring back health to our planet through environmental uh, rejuvenation, and that is our um, that is our biggest responsibility. This is a responsibility which we owe to this earth, which nourished us for so many millions of years. And what has capitalism done in just a handful of years? And the whole world is just shaking now. You know, it's one disease. It's one earthquake, it's one this, it's one that. Every single day people die just for nothing. You know, and there is so much scarcity of food just for nothing because there is so much food. Why are people starving? It's unbelievable that we can grow so much and such healthy nourishing food. And these corporations are deliberately making us eat, you know, bombs. You know what uh, the fertilizer is? The fertilizer is basically the raw ingredients of making bombs, it's ammunition, it's sodium and potassium. all that was left from the Second World War was used in the Green Revolution to so so-called fertile our soils. Nonsense. You know how cruel can they be? It's I am um, I don't know if you've ever been to a third world country, but if you should come with me, I will show you the screen. Um, the massive hunger which is there in the villages and it makes me so angry you know they are the ones who are producing the milk the meat the corn you know the grains the vegetables and they themselves have hardly anything to eat that is not fair so my message is we we are asking we we are demanding we are fighting for sovereignty over all resources and we want the corporations, the imperialist governments and the corporations to be, we, we can look after our, And after that, if we starve, we will figure it out how to do whatever we have to do. But we don't want you to tell us, oh, we are so helpful. We are giving you this aid, we are giving you that aid. All aid is tied politically to corporations, 100% all aid. So this is nonsense. That's all, I mean, and I, I hope that we can build these solidarities. It is very critical. To build as many solidarities as possible so if they say something about uh, canada to me i can say i think you are wrong because my uh movement people there are telling me this so our solidarities have to be so so strong that they can't breach us in any place inshallah
0: yeah absolutely and and that yeah exactly like building these relationships across borders and like trustworthy like strong like integrity relationships um yeah and and work together and not believe the bullshit that the corporations keep on keep on trying to feed us you know um so i i'm i'm so inspired by by your work and i'll and i'll include you know any details in the show notes um I'm, i'm i hope to to keep in touch and uh to ideally support you in, in the future. And um, yeah, any, any last thoughts before we, we end off today?
1: Well, wish us success. The Global People's Summit is continuing. You know, Today we have another program on food security track. Uh, today, it's going to be at 6 p.m. Pakistan time. If you want, and I don't know, it may really, be very really early for you. I don't know what time it will be for you. Uh, maybe not. It would be six, would be nine a.m. Okay. Um, it's going to be a very good program and this is about conflict areas, how these corporations uh, control food in areas under conflict like Palestine and even I will also speak on the panel today. So wish us success and keep tuned to what is happening and I think this is a measure of success already that we are uh, reaching out to each other and Standing in solidarity with each
0: other. Absolutely, it was uh, so nice to connect with you. This is definitely not the end of the story, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to following your work. Um, please, anyone listening, you know, connect with Azra and 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 learn and discover and be curious around your food and and what's really what's really going on out there because we can absolutely make change. The more the digger we deep. (laughs) So, uh, much love. Thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today, Azra.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us on the regenerate podcast. If you're interested in checking out more of our content, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, you can also visit us on YouTube at Regenerate Co. You can send us an email regenerateco at gmail.com. And if you're interested in connecting with me, Jenna, the host, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jenna Thornburn. So thanks for joining us.